let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this opportunity uh, to hear you. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. Loving God, guide us that we may be faithful servants and faithful to your purpose tonight. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good evening, friends, um, and welcome uh, to another uh, fun-filled edition. Yes, I know. Thank you creepy robot yeah. lady um another uh wonderful edition of scripture talk obviously this is not happening um in our home studio uh, this is happening uh, remotely uh because i am okay i'm admittedly not in the city i thought i was going to be in today uh, but i'm also not in palestine which i knew i wasn't going to be today um i am pastor trey comstock with me as ever is go brandy sister brandy dudley good evening everybody and go scott pastor scott ketchup glad to be here um, and whether we're at our normal studio um, or uh, we are currently joining together via Zoom, uh, regardless of how we do it, uh, why we do it is because this is Scripture Talk. This is our opportunity to, you know, talk about Scripture, particularly the Scripture we're going to be preaching on um, in a few days. Um, our Scripture this evening um, is Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. It is, uh, since well, this is the first Sunday in Advent, this is Christian New Year. Happy New Year, friends. Um, uh, you always end the year with Christ being king, um, and you always begin the year with the apocalypse. Um, so here we have an apocalyptic text. Um, this is a Jesus talking in the Gospel of Luke. Again, Luke chapter 21, uh, verses 25 through 36. There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of heaven and earth, uh, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard that your heart that your hearts are not weighed down with dis dis dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that the day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. I love, like especially the way Christmas gets celebrated now. Um, like this, this scripture about the coming of the son of man sits, slips in there. Like, don't be weighed down by dissipation and drunkenness, right? Like, no, stay focused, focus people. What is going to help you in the end um, is your focus. So stay focused um, that the end will be rough, but not rough for you. Assuming you stay focused. Look, you can know when the end is coming. You, you can, you know, see the fig tree, you know, when the summer is near it's summer, not winter, right? This is good news. Um, stay focused, be alert. And for those tuning in, uh, trying to find the irony, dissipation is the squandering of money, energy, or resources. Yeah. Certainly nothing we ever fall into a trap of in modern celebration of Christmas. 
Right. No, this is, this is, I, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, um, this is a weird way to open up a Christmas series, um, which is what we're doing. Um, but it is, uh, you always open the earth, the end of the world. And this is certainly about the end of the world. Uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's about watching for the signs to see the things that are coming. And, and really that's what Advent is. Advent yes. means coming. Yes. And there's, there's, we're, we're in this dichotomy of looking at the first advent of Jesus, which is what we're used to hearing about the birth right. of Jesus, all of that, but yet focusing the second advent, the second coming, mm-hmm. what's about to happen, which is why it's the end of the world as we know it. And I'm still I feel, fine. I feel fine. Right. I feel yeah. fine because there is hope in this, in the fact that he is coming and he's saying, you know, it's, don't fall into the trap, be alert. I'm, I'm returning. Things are going to be bad. But it's not the end. Well, the end I, I, go ahead, Brandy. I guess because I, I was thinking, why do we always start with something like that every I have an year answer, but I want to know yours. And my my theory on that is we just need a reminder that well, it's been it's going to happen one day. I'll Don't put it get so yeah. down here. I'll put it this way, right? Like, why do we celebrate? No, I so I I would go to the other question. Why do we celebrate Advent at all? Uh-huh. He's already here. Because he's coming back. He's coming back. So, yeah. Right. It's, like, why do we care about a birth, a miraculous birth? It, it is an Italy, a miraculous birth. Why do we care? Like, Mark doesn't even include an advent, like a birth story, right? Not even all the Gospels care that Jesus was born. Why do we care that Jesus is born? We care that Jesus is born because he's coming back. Right. We celebrate that he came once in part to remind ourselves that he's coming again. Mm-hmm. And that's why you open with the apocalypse is to frame this season, this miraculous birth, right? Yes. Why do we do it? Like this whole series we're doing gets at the question. Why do we do this every year? Why do we, why every year are we surprised that Jesus is born? Well, and, and in some way, oh, sorry. No, no, go, please go ahead. Yeah, in yeah. some ways we've shifted the focus of what it really means to think about the apocalypse. Yes. We think of the apocalypse as this horrific destruction, end of the world scenario, when really it does talk about there being signs in the heavens and all of yep. this, but guess what? There was that at his first birth. Yep. There was, you know, and, and it so, wasn't horrible, but yet this is talking about the return of Christ. This is the literal fulfillment of everything he promised is when he comes back. Well, also... The period from Jesus' birth through the Pentecost, we don't talk about it this way, is an apocalypse. It's an end of an age. Yeah. And the beginning of a new age. Right? Not, I, I get, Hollywood has given us lots of destruction. I know. It's we not an, as, as we of... talked about a couple of weeks ago with Mark 13, it's not an asteroid movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, biblical apocalypses don't always look like an asteroid movie because... Like they're not because in an asteroid movie, it's 50 50 whether the world makes it. The world makes it, the age doesn't make it. Apocalypses are things of change, not inherently things of destruction. They're inherently for us as Christians, things of new life. And so the period like Christmas is an apocalyptic story because it is the end of an age and the birth of a new one, right? 
Like mm-hmm. we, we just, we are so trained and, and like revelation doesn't all, doesn't always help us with this, right? Because there's a lot of <laughs> like wild destruction in revelation. Like it gets funky in revelation, but revelation doesn't end with everyone dead. No. That's a lot of people dead, but it does not end with everyone dead. It ends with the descent of the new Jerusalem. Right. And yeah, so it, it almost reminds me of, uh, Genesis. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our buddy Floyd going back to Genesis, but, um, you have with these signs of the moon, the stars, you almost, you do, you get this little bit, is this like total chaos and calamity as was everything over the sea that he spoke and brought in right. creation. And here he's looking at this end of an age and there's going to be a new age that is perfected not not just brought back to what was restored but even taken beyond that right with made better glory and perfection but they but people have that that people have that mindset that they don't want to go through all that death and destruction and stuff that's why i said earlier that it's a reminder that we have to go through these things in order to get to the new we have to go through to get through and we just don't want to do that and we live in fear every day because every day we're like it's the end of the world we're gonna die we're gonna die ah you know that's a mindset that we have every day and well we're because we busy having thought you know because we hate change right yeah we like change any change feels to the human can, human heart often like death right mm-hmm. because it, even if it's not a physical death for us it's a death of a you know I, I use the analogy of moving a lot because I move a lot. Right. Um, and often I'm moving because there's something I got needs me to do or something better on the other side. Right. Um, but that process of like putting your life in boxes, putting them in a truck, unloading the boxes, getting it all set up like that's painful. Um, and so we fear change because change is inherently kind of painful. We don't like it. Um, but here with Jesus, like the change on the other side of the end of the age is a good one. And the apocalypse that like all the gospels are an apocalyptic story um, that then points to a further apocalypse. Um, like the world is really different on the other side of, you know, Acts chapter two um, than it is in Luke chapter one. Right. Um, and it is a painful process, painful, particularly for Jesus um, and his followers, but it's a painful process that, you know, in the temple falls because of this process, right? There's like pain in it. Um, but what comes out of the other side is God everywhere. Um, and so many more people able to access the love of God. That's the new, that is a new age. That's just the new age. We are coming to the end of this new age that we've been living in for 2000 years. It was new on Pentecost day. And I'll admit it's not new anymore. Um, you know, it needs some new tires, the, you know, the steering pumps really failing. Um, and, and we keep thinking like, Hey, can we swap this in for a new age? Um, and no, no, we keep kicking that can down the road and kicking that can down the road. Well, and I think it's interesting to look at how he pairs this with the parable he tells about the fig tree. And he's talking about seeing how it buds and it brings forth fruit. Well, when you look at what he was just talking about, then he compares it to this. If they totally destroyed the fig tree, there wouldn't be any fruit. Right. And what's happening is it's changing from barrenness to actually having life. And in some ways, that's what's going on. We have a couple of uh, uh, comments here. Uh, back, back on the thing, uh, Santa, the greatest excuse for hiding your spending. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't buy that. Um, Santa did. Yep. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Then, I, I hate change. It's bulky and heavy 
takes up space and makes noise and hard to sneak up on people. Yeah. <laughs> people hate change in both the ways. We should get rid of the penny. Right. It costs, it is worth two, it costs 2.5 cents to make a one cent piece of uh, currency. Uh, you uh-huh. should get rid of the penny. But people, why don't we? Because we hate, people hate change, but also hate change. Um, this is what we're used to. This is what we're accustomed to. And what's going to happen in the new? And it's, you know, and back to that analogy, the fig tree. You know, in the winter, the fig tree looks dead. All yeah. the leaves, you know, the leaves fall off, things like that. And, you know, but that doesn't mean it's destruction. It means it's preparing for the new thing. And oftentimes I think that's where we get confused reading these apocalyptic things about change as we, oh, well, that means something's going to die. Yes. Uh, yeah. So something is going yeah, to die. Right. Right. Um, but also on the other side, it is not the end of all things. It is just the end of this thing. Right. In the same way that Jesus birth is the first part, first move in an apocalypse that brought the end of one thing, one way of interacting with God um, and the importance placed upon it. Right. Until Jesus is born, the temple is the focus of God on earth. Right. And so when you're the temple, and this is why the temple folks killed Jesus, right? Because they are getting the bat, they are feeling the strain of this apocalypse and they yeah. lash out of their world coming to an apocalyptic end. And then in the end, the temple gets destroyed um, based on Jesus' prediction, right? Their world comes to an absolute end. Uh, we just happen to be the benefit, we are also the beneficiaries of the good side. We, as Christians living 2,000 years later, got none of the downside of this apocalypse and all of the upside. Um, and so then when we think about the next age, um, the age that is coming, um, there is some fear of trepidation uh, because we'll get the bat, we'll get the hard side, the tumult, the, the whatever in the skies, right? The rending of the skies. And then also we can know the descent of the new Jerusalem. And I think it's also interesting that he points out what it is that endures yeah it isn't the buildings it isn't the temple heaven and earth will right. pass away but my word will, will endure and, right. and interesting and, and and it's in that little spot that people go oh my gosh how's it going to pass away well if you wade through revelation it's kind of like creation you know it right. seems to happen pretty quickly i mean people were standing on it when it goes away and becomes the new one so there's something there that protects people, at least in the dream that John had. Right. Who, yeah. Again, but John is having a dream and recording that dream. How that dream relates, it's certainly, it's in the Bible. And so we believe accurately, there is accuracy to that dream. What does that accuracy mean is an interesting question, right? Is this a play-by-play? Is this a sense memory of it. Like, how is he painting? What kind of painting is he making? Is he making an impressionist painting? Is he making an abstract painting? Is he making a realistic painting? That bit's not clear that it's true, that it describes the nature of the end of times, right? Um, That it will be tough, um, that evil will uh, raise its ugly head, that evil will be, um, that people will side with evil. That's, very realistic um that evil will be put down um that god wins in the end that there will be some who fall away there'll be some who make it all of those things yeah i can understand i that i i believe that stuff to be accurate the exact nature of it we'll know when we get there right um mm-hmm. and 
and, and I suspect it will be like the way that uh, prophecy functions in Isaiah, right? Where um, it had a truth in the moment, but also had this truth that is often about Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. And so you can, we will go back and go, oh, that's what Revelation was saying. Oh, oh, that's what Revelation, okay, I get it. If you happen to live through it, um, you'll be able to look back and go, oh, I see it now. Even at the time, it was like, there's some, there's a lot of things, a lot of eyes. I, John, what's up with the eye thing? You got an eye thing, buddy. Um, we really need to deal with your eye thing. Well, so many and, eyes. and the purpose of both John and what Jesus is saying here isn't so much of getting exactly how it happens. No. But pointing out the fact, hey, be mindful that this is going to happen. That's not uh -huh. something to be fretful for. It's not something to be struggling to figure out exactly when it's going to happen when it happens. Right. Just don't be caught by surprise. Go ahead and be watching and be ready now. And the same way and you hang go. On and, go ahead. And hang on his word. Hang on yes. his word. Because yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. He said heaven and earth will pass, but my words won't. So we got something to hold on to that'll give us hope to right. go through so these things that have to happen. And so every, so everyone should have a basic survival kit. That's just not how you're going to, that's not how you're going to make it um, in the coming of the new age, right? Every, <laughs> because that's how you're going to make it through a hurricane um, and how you're going to make it through whatever weird stuff this world deals at us. But how you prepare for this one um, is it, it's, it's free actually. <laughs> um, it's God's word, right? I can't like, you know, if I was a, if I was a, more money-making oriented individual. I can now sell you an apocalyptic survival kit. Um, yeah. And like I, I, bad news for us financially, I guess the way to make it through it is free. It's God's word, right? right. Which is everywhere, right? Um, the Bible is the, you know, go to a hotel and help yourself to a Gideon's Bible, right? Yeah. Uh, if you want, if you want to know how to make it, like the Bible is out there, read that. Like, I don't need my holy water and Bible and all of that. I can just, you know. No, I'm not, I'm not going to sell you a box of freeze-dried food. You should probably, let's be clear. You maybe need a box of freeze-dried food. Um, because I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all remember last winter, less than a year ago. But like having some basic survival stuff was really useful. Um, but that's not what's going to carry you safely into the next stage. Got large knives and holy water for zombies. Um you know, well, yeah, you know, work for zombies, but you never know. Like, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, I, I'm, I'm clearly preparing for the headphone and cable apocalypse. Um, I've been <laughs> stockpiling headphones and audio cables for years, um, and sure. I, so I don't know what I'm preparing for, but just like within reach. How many? You know, I've got this cable. I mean, hard so, drive. Uh, oh, Joe's throwing some things in comment. Maybe it'll help us out for a fundraiser for the podcast. Uh, make sure you get your pre-blessed kit. Comes with oil lamp, oil not included. Or not? Yeah, we, right, so the, the parable of the bridesmaids. Of the under, yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite parables of Jesus is the parable of the unprepared bridesmaids. We're like, hey, can I get some oil? And they're like, no, honey, you should have got some beforehand, like we did. So, like, I, I love. I think that. Hey, we did that one last year. We've done that one. Um, I love that parable, the parable of the unprepared bridesmaids. It's, it's hysterical because it is 100% what happens in any survival situation of just like, hey, I forgot, you know, anyone who's a, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a Lego apocalypse kit. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, I just right. saw that Get your like, own stuff. Right. Um, you know, how you're going to make it through this, right? And, and this is, Brandy, this goes back to like, why do we do this, right? Like, why do we start with the apocalypse? It's because we, why do we start with Advent at all? Um, is 
to go back to this idea of what it means to be alert, right? And it isn't mm-hmm. freeze-dried food. It's hanging on the word of God. Right. And going back, going every year, going back to the word of God. Um, and that's why this series is called Begin Again, because we always have another opportunity. Every year, we give ourselves this opportunity that God gives us all the time, but we drag the story back to the beginning every year so that maybe this time we can catch the beginning and we can be ready. That the opportunity to begin again is so that we're ready for the end. And we'll be ready for the end because we've committed ourselves to God's word. Right. Um, but if you want to buy freeze dried food, I could probably make a really fun kit for you. Um, and so there is some televangelist who sells kit food for the end times. And I'm just friend that is just not again, have some freeze dried food, but that's for the winter, not for the summer. This is the summer. This is the summer that is coming. Um, the winter is coming, um, is a different book. Um, uh, very tragic book that's not done. Um, this story isn't done yet either. Um, but we're preparing for the summer and not the winter. Anyways, this is probably as good a note as any to end <laughs> this show on. Uh, thank y'all so much. Uh, it's remarkable what we can do when I have 35 megabits up of internet. Oh, um, right. but, uh, the kitty cat came to visit. Oh, hello. Hello. Say goodbye. <laughs> hello and goodbye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have any uh, feedback for this show, uh, just leave it in the comments uh, here on Facebook, over on our YouTube channel, um, over on our website, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can email us, um, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. You need an audio only version of the show. Just search scripture talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Um, and we'll be back in the studio uh, next week uh, for another edition uh, where my face won't be in such aching HD. Um, it will be uh, only SD. Um, because oh. we, we had to give up my internet's too bad um anyways all that aside um go in peace to love and serve the lord um and fear not stay well god is with us happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving, happy thanksgiving.